Welcome back to the Fourth and Long Podcast. This is episode number 16. I am Brandon Fletcher. I am Connor James. And we are your hosts for this podcast. This is the first episode we're bringing to you where we're both absolutely miserable, huh, Connor? Yeah, this one was a tough one to get up for. <laughs> uh, it's the 16th episode. At least we had 15 ones where it was easier to get up for. This one is definitely harder to get up for because both of our seasons have now officially ended after last weekend. Yeah. Cowboys are out. Steelers are out. We lasted 24 hours longer than you because of a snowstorm. Technically, yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. You should have lasted 24 hours or so. No, less, like uh, four hours less, three, but whatever. Yeah, three, four know. hours. Um, you never know. We might have won in that blizzard. <laughs> we might have won in that blizzard. I don't know if anyone would have won in that right, blizzard, right. but we might have won in that blizzard. Keep hanging on to it. We both lost, and unfortunately, very, very soon before that, Texas also lost, so... Our the Cowboys football season no Texas Longhorns like our football seasons just came to like a crashing in oh, within a couple week, of weeks of each other before. yeah yeah it's like yeah, two yeah. horrible weeks in a row to be of fair just sadness the Steelers season ended the week that we lost to Arizona Arizona okay yeah, yeah. but then we had this weird like Ooh, now we're alive again Mason Rudolph and then it just ended again yeah yeah but I wasn't surprised I feel like of the two of us mine was like that sucks. But I wasn't surprised, whereas yeah. yours was like, wow, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we talked about it last week. There's a silver lining to this one, but uh, it definitely hurts a little bit. It, it was tough. We'll get to it, but we yeah. watched it together. And it would have been, like, if, if you guys lost because of something dumb or, like, Dak threw a pick at the end of the game and you lose because of that, like, I would have absolutely just been making fun of you in that moment because <laughs> it would have been funny. But it was so depressing. Yeah. That it was like, mm-hmm. I just have to support you somehow. Because this is like... It was probably miserable being in this household. It, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I I felt like I was just rooting for the Cowboys to get back in it. Yeah. Because it just felt so sad. Like, I still kind of was like, yeah, I hope they lose. They deserve to lose. But like, mm, this not, is kind of like depressing. This, not this like is depressing. <laughs> that was not the right way to lose, even for the Cowboys haters. It was tough to watch. Um, golf happened last week and it was a Sony open. We got to watch the end of we it. We got to watch the end of that while we're watching football right after the tragedy of the Cowboys get massacred. And then we flip on to what some would say is potentially one of the best endings in golf, a three man overtime, overtime <laughs> playoff, extra holes. Um, we got to see Grayson Murray make just shove one on 18 so he can get himself into a three-way tie. Right. Because Ben on had already finished yeah, and was and at 19 under, I believe. And Keegan was Keegan basically in. makes par to Made stay par. at 19 because yeah. he had a chance to yep. beat everybody. He yep. makes par to stay at eight, 19. And then Grayson, who had to lay up, shoves it. Yep. One of the best wedge shots I had seen on the coverage at that point. Shoves it, makes birdie, three-way tie. He, he hits... Not a good shot off the tee. An abomination of a tee shot. <laughs> Let's say his strategy was off, so it was a big dog leg left, and he's like, I'm going to fade this one Yes, right in a perfect scenario. What if I hit the pool cut Yeah, <laughs> into the trees instead of hit a draw around the trees? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's poor strategizing. Had to lay up. Yeah. The other two guys went for it. Um. He, he was he was in the worst scenario, the worst spot after the tee shot and the worst spot after his second shot. Worst spot off the tee, theoretically worst spot after the tee shot, although you had Keegan who hit one into the crowd yeah. for his second. Yeah. But he got a pretty good drop. Yeah. And Ben on was not in the best position off the tee, but he hit one that was like just short of the green, basically. Yeah, that's now, what it was. Yeah. In the rough, yeah. but like just short of it's the not green. Bad. So yeah, he's in the worst spot. And then he, he hits... A terrible wedge shot. Not too. a good one. Not a good one. As a forty footer, he stuffed it. the The first time he played the hole, the second one was terrible, horrible. I could have pulled a a fifty two degree. Yeah, it looked like one of us hitting that shot. Hole. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, not a great shot. Yeah. Then Keegan hits a mediocre. Yeah. Chip shot. Yeah. Hit shot, whatever you want to call it. Good. And Ben on hits a good one, like Decent. four feet. So Decent. it's looking like Ben on probably wins. Yeah. And I will say, <laughs> I said... You called it. I didn't, to be fair, I didn't say Murray's going to make this. No. I said, 
Keegan or Murray's get one of these well, two guys is going to make it. So we're sitting there and it's like, oh, this has been on a win basically. All right, it's over. But you're like, oh my god, one of these guys is going to make this, isn't he? Yeah. And then the first one to walk up there just absolutely drills it. Center cut, perfect speed. Grayson Murray buries it from forty feet. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, probably the best putt of the the weekend. I would I would assume had honestly. to have been. And then. Keegan Bradley misses from like his 25 foot yeah. or whatever. Understandable. And then um, Ben on is over it. And then we were like, okay, another playoff hole. Yeah. And I even said like, that sucks. I'd rather be watching the Lions game right now. <laughs> and I feel like maybe Kenna was like, do people miss it from there? <laughs> and I was like, well, pros don't really miss it from yeah, like three feet, but like Brandon it. and I would miss <laughs> it from here. And we even shouted out your dad and said yeah. like, Randy would definitely miss yeah, it from you here. Said 10 out of 10 times Randy would miss it. Yeah. <laughs> and then right after that, the dude pulls it and Ben on misses and Grayson Murray's a champion. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it was definitely an exciting, it was an exciting ending to a, ending. A, a mediocre golf tournament, right? Mediocre field, but an exciting ending. And Grayson Murray, who was a champion in 2017, won the Barbersall. And then was, I didn't know this at the time, but ha, since doing research for the pod, temporarily suspended from the tour for alcoholism. Oh, really? Drinking at tournaments and stuff like three, four years ago. Um, That's pretty hard. Got himself clean, turned himself around and comes back and wins for the first time in six years, six and a half years. Um, And with that, great time to do it because we were talking about like what you win, you, you know, beyond just the money, which the money's great, obviously. Um, He gets a two year extension on his tour card at the end of the current season. So if you're ever going to uh, win one as a guy, you know, scrapping by to get their card, like winning in January is great because he has a card now this entire year and he has a two-year extension. So he's got two more seasons. He's got the 25 and the 26 season. Well, and we were saying this is the best time to win because it's right at the beginning of the season. So right. you basically get three years guaranteed, right? That's exactly what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So January, now he gets to the rest of the season. Plus 25, I'm plus just, 26. I'm just like reiterating because we were talking about it while you were sitting here like, hey, this is the best time to yeah, win. If you're going to win. now you're saying it. It's like, yeah, we were we were discussing that. It, it felt like it made made sense. Um, uh, Keegan and Ben on are, are not really fighting for a card at the moment. So for a guy to win one, that's cool. Not to mention he wins a gazillion dollars also, which is pretty great. Um, but yeah, outside of that, um, the only note I would have had on the tournament was... Grace Murray needs to learn how to put sunscreen on. You know, it was kind of impressive, right? Uh, to be a professional golfer and and be like beat, very burnt. absolutely beat, beat very red, burnt. Yeah. Yes, yeah. For I mean, to be fair, he's been in Hawaii for a while, but I mean, yeah, the guy does yeah, like, need to learn how to. You're put a on pro sunscreen. golfer. You are outside eight hours a day for a living. Yeah. How? Are you so pale that you are going to get fried? Yeah. I, I don't understand how your body doesn't adjust to that over time, at least at a minimum. Yeah. And also as a, as a casual golfer, I can see saying like, I don't think I'm going to be able to walk the course today with that extra six ounces in my bag of that sunscreen in there. Like I need to take it out, cut down the weight on the bag so yeah. I can get by. Yeah. But brother, you are a professional golfer with a caddy. With a caddy, yeah. You can add that extra. Put few the ounces. sunscreen in the bag. Yeah. Ask your caddy to spray it on you. If you're worried about missing a spot, go get hey, buddy, get the back of my neck here. Like he was red. It was not a missed spot. It was a missed opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he woke up every day and said, Man, I don't know why I feel like crying while I'm in the shower this morning. Yeah. Let's do it again. But only like in my exposed body parts, like my forearms and face. And I, I feel like I'm a different color than when I got here yeah. earlier this week. This is weird. And his fiance was there too. Yeah. So you know, like she's failing too. Yeah. Because she immediately should be like. And she Grayson. didn't, did not look beat. No, she had, she had like a, a blouse on, yeah. had the big sun hat. Yeah. Like she was covered. Yeah. You she would just, think, you would think over time. Grayson, put some sunscreen on. <laughs> You want a million bucks, you can afford it. I know sunscreen's expensive. What I will say, that was definitely a fun tournament at the beginning of the season. More more exciting than I thought. 
thought it was going to be, especially I, with the the amount of people, the names that were on that list. Totally agree. Plus the timing of it was perfect. perfect. Cowboys game ends, we get to flip it over, watch yep. 18, and then the playoff hole. Yeah, it was literally the perfect timing about that. I don't have to watch 18 holes today. I yeah. get to watch the or two like that mattered. pre-game for the Lions. We didn't even have to watch that. We flipped yeah. it back. The game was already on. First perfect. quarter just started. Yeah, it was perfect. It was perfect. Anyways. And now this week we move on to the American Express which is actually a decent field. We, yeah. We're coming stateside, so that helps. Don't have to go to Hawaii. We're now, in California. You brought it up, too, because the winner last year was John Rahm. Um, Scumbag. R.I.P. No, not really. <laughs> I, think, I think we're past the live PGA thing at this point. Yeah, I think from a, you know. Considering Rory was the, the biggest, like, passed. anti-live guy, and now he's like, yeah, I would have probably done what it. John Rahm did. That's yeah. a pretty smart business decision. Yeah. I think if all of those players could go back and make the decision again, they would because the PGA Tour just screwed them all for sure. Yeah, so. knowing what they know now. Yeah. I know John Rahm got a pretty good deal because he won like every single event last year. Uh, yeah. Won a bunch of money on the tour, got but, to play the baby face on the tour, and then goes and still gets a huge bag at live when you're no longer like the heel for doing yeah. so. But then if at the beginning they had signed Tiger and Rory and Every would have big been name, it probably would have been different. Yeah. But, hey, good for John Rahm. Um, sadly, he will not be with us at the American Express. Not defending the title, so we're going to have a new champion. New champion and a new DraftKings lineup for the and week. And you participated I'm this participating week. this week, yes. This is the beginning of my, my golf DraftKings career. Worth mentioning, I pretty much was bottom of the barrel last week yeah. with mine. Yeah, uh, all six of your players didn't make the cut, correct? No, 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 no. <laughs> I had three make the cut and three miss the cut, uh, which generally you want like five or six to make the cut if you want to win any money. The three that missed the cut, though, missed it on the number. Cut was at two. My guys finished at one, yeah. which normally you have a dude that just blows up, but to have all of those guys miss by one was devastating. It's tough. It's yeah. tough to watch, yeah, and um, it definitely doesn't help out your points. And no. needless to say, there was no money to be made for you last uh, week. Zero dollars to be made, yeah, but that's Negative. okay. We're over two, and... We put Hawaii behind us, and we're moving on to the California swing where we're going to bring in all the dough. Bring in all the dough. Okay. So I'll let you start with, uh, let's just say, your top pick for My most expensive golfer. For those who have been following along, which probably isn't many because they probably skipped the golf part. Just Yeah, the first 15 minutes of the pod. Um, You're going to have some familiar names and some new ones here. Um, But my most expensive golfer is a gentleman who's been playing very well. He played in Hawaii. So I like that because he's not coming off the couch. And he played well in this event last year, which is something that I like to look at. Golfers generally play well on golf courses. Um, That didn't make any sense. They generally like... Golf if, courses if they a have played golf well course in the past. is set up well for their game, they're going to play well on it consistently year after year. It feels like that's the case for the most part. I am taking Xander Shoffley. Okay. Okay. And you did pick him earlier, like you said. It is a familiar I think familiar I took name. him in the first, the first one. Yeah, yeah the century. Um, I am going with someone who also played in the century. Uh, probably the most favored pick and probably the one that most percentage people will have, Scotty uh, Scheffler, obviously yep. world number one last year. Um, didn't do extraordinarily well at the century, but I think you can count on this man to be there. He's been playing fantastic golf for the last year, and I think he's going to start this week. He is like the worst putter on tour and still like a top five golfer on the tour. You don't need So that's incredibly what impressive. they say, uh, putt for show and, and drive for dough? Something like that. <laughs> Maybe the opposite. Uh, that was my number one pick. So Scotty Scheffler is on my board over nice. here. Xander for you. My, uh, my next most expensive golfer, I, I'm surprised that he was as, as expensive as he was. Yep. But he did have a decent fall series. Um, is a name people might know. And okay. he placed very well in this event last year. So um, I think he finished second last year. Uh, it's JT Poston. JT Poston. Yeah, he had a good fall series. He, um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, he kind of sucks normally, I feel like, but he finished fifth at the Century, he finished sixth at the Sony, and he finished third at the Shriners in the Fall Series. So wow. in the four events he's played in the last couple of months, he's top tenned three of them. Yeah. Um, so he's hot, and he played really well on this golf course last year. Well, I'm choosing someone who is a familiar face for most, uh, someone who has also played well in the Fall Series, but not played many of the Fall Series, but is consistently good at the top even in 
big name tournaments, I'm taking Justin Thomas, oh. a favorite of one of ours, I, th- I believe. Roll Tide. I love Justin Thomas. He was terrible all of last year. Terrible but, all yes. of last year. Looked a little better. The the last the three the starts that he has, he's gotten third, fourth, and fifth. So in the last three Hero World, NetBank, and Fortinet Championship. So The Hero World is Tiger's event. There's 30 golfers, so let's not yeah. get fooled. But hey, that's... But- you know, that's hey, not bad. He had to beat like 25 third, guys. Yeah, there third, you go, yeah. 27. Yeah, yeah. And it's 30 good golfers, not just 30 no-names. I so. think Tiger plays. Uh, okay, 29 good golfers. <laughs> <laughs> and so he beat effectively 26 people. No, he's playing significantly better than he did uh, last majority season. of last yes. season. So yes. I think that's a good pick. Yes, and he's made four out of four cuts that he's played this season so far. Yes, yes. Theoretically. Which yes. is good. Um, I am going to move on to another guy. I've, I've picked him the last two weeks. Um, I'm picking him again this week. Sorry, I'm having some yeah. mic issues. Microphone difficulties. Um, I'm just choosing not to hunch over, so I'm, I'm just going to keep lifting it up to my mouth. Um, Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk. Okay. I mean, we've talked about him. Yeah. He's playing well right now. He played well early in the season last year. He likes these events. He's a solid, consistent golfer. He's made two cuts in a row. Um we're just going to rock with him. I think, okay. I think he's going to play great again. Okay. I've got another different pick from you. Um, a United States man, a young guy. A United States, a United citizen Statesman. of the United right. States. You know, we, we like our Americans here. Uh, we're, we're so far three for three. And it's uh, Bo Hostler. He's, oh, nice. I like the way he plays. I think that that uh, he's aggressive in the right ways. He makes a lot of cuts. And I think the the... The past few events that he's played, he's made all the cuts. So that's pretty good. Why I not? Think, he's hey, five for five. If you need to make a cut, pick a guy a that's guy. made a lot of cuts. The guy. I think he likes to. Um, I think he's got a little bit of uh, r- golf rage. Yeah, yeah. Out there. Yeah. And he also, like I said, he's aggressive. Like I said, I think in the right ways. <laughs> and then he also he wears visors. Yeah. So you got to you have to know the type of human you're picking. Yeah. But outside of that, I like his personality. Okay. I don't think I would get along with him, but I like his personality yeah, to watch. I was going to say, it's so. very different from you on the golf course. You <laughs> no. Know, you, if you're playing poorly, you don't get mad. It's You, yeah. you shut down a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, this sucks. Yeah. But, like, not angry. <laughs> um, I think that's a good pick, though. He's, he is consistently making cuts. He is. Um, I am going to take a guy who I didn't know this human existed. Yeah. But then last season, like, I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know he existed last year at the start of the year. Didn't know he was a human being. Um, but then he had a very solid, very solid year. His name kept popping up at the top of leaderboards. Um, he has made five of six cuts in this wraparound season. He is coming off of 13th at the Sony and 6th in the RSM Classic back in November. So he's top 15 his last two events. Taylor Montgomery. Yeah. You know, I actually looked at this guy because I saw the RSM classic and I was like, oh, RSM. And I recognized the name because I, I recognized there. the guy. Yeah, because you worked there. I <laughs> almost picked him, but I did not. But hey, I hope that that works out for you. He's one that was like, I just kept seeing his name last year and I kept not picking him because I was like, I don't know who that guy is and um, whatever. And then he yeah. just kept playing well. So I'm going to hope he just does that for me now on my team. Yeah. I've I've got one who is a South African man wow. here. Yeah. Oh, I think I Yeah. I didn't know this guy existed. I actually looked him up. And he seems like an interesting man. He's got a fantastic mustache when he wants to. Oh, okay. I think I know who this he's is. He's a beard. Um he's made nine out of ten of the last cuts that he's played in. Wow. He's a very consistent golfer. He's averaging ninety one point two fantasy points per game. So I was like, hey, that seems like pretty good to me. That's a lot of fantasy points is per game. Evan Van Royen. Van Royen, yes. Yeah. Um, um do you have a photo of him there? I do have a photo of him on Safari here. You see what he wears? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where's joggers? Yeah, it's Where's fantastic. Where's golf joggers with a belt? I mean, he's, he's South African, you know? He doesn't wear socks with it. Like, what, what's, your, what's your deal with that? Do you not out. like him? Just wait. He's going to end up top of the leaderboard he this week. He probably is. I don't have a problem with him. His, his getup is, is definitely like... He's in touch with his feminine side, and that's fine. It's, it's definitely a little casual, um, but I'm all right with it, I guess. It's like Jim Bro goes to the golf course, kind Changing of. Changing the future of golf attire. I'm I'm cool with the hoodie. Yeah. The joggers are a little weird for me, but you know what? He does have a great mustache. I'll yeah. give him that. So yeah. 
kudos. That's a good pick, I think. Um, I have two cheapos. I do have two cheapos. To wrap it up. Yeah. Let's just um, cheap it out. First one is a name you might know. He had a pretty good season like several years ago. Totally fell off the face of the earth. But... But he's been playing very well recently in terms of being a cheapo. He finished 24th in the Sony last week, and he did have two top 10s in the fall series. Now, granted, they were back in October, but... The Sanderson Farms Championship? And the Fortinet. Yeah, I, I think have we the, might same have the same guy. guy. <laughs> Troy Merritt. Troy Merritt. He was super cheap. Yep. He, he made the cut last week and yep. played pretty well. I think that if you're going to have a cheapo, yep. he feels like a good one. Yeah, he felt like a good cheapo. Uh, my second cheapo was really just consistent. He's played 24 events already, and oh. he's made 19 of the cuts. Oh, it's a Corn Fairy Tour guy. Yeah. I think they, they have last season's stats on there still. Oh, no. Really? Well, I have a Corn Fairy guy tour. Corn uh, Fairy they Tour They do have some well. of it a little bit later in the season, like September and October. So, yeah, a little bit farther back. But, hey, he makes 19 out of the 24 cuts there. He's had some good rounds. He's shot some solid. low scores. Um, Alexander Bjork from Sweden. No clue who that guy is. No idea. But he's your favorite this week. Because I guarantee you, if that guy plays well, you will do well. Because nobody's going to buy this man. Probably his family. Yeah. If they have DraftKings account. Yeah. Who you got for your last pick? My last one is sort of a local guy. I recognize the name. I feel like maybe he has siblings that played in the area. And maybe, probably Adam would know. So I probably could ask him at some point. Um, But it's Mac Meisner. He played at SMU. Um, oh. And currently resides in Dallas. Um, he is a Corn Ferry Tour guy, played quite well, had three top tens in the Corn Ferry Tour last year, and earned his card. So this is his, as far as I'm aware, first PGA Tour event, at least of this season. Um, made 17, 22 cuts last year. And, uh, yeah, just uh, he's cheap. He played well on the Corn Ferry Tour. And I like that he's a semi-local guy, SMU grad. I like that pick. Uh, and we're both going to be rooting for Troy Merritt this week. So hey. look at us. <laughs> look at us. <laughs> it's going to be a fun week. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week about golf. It'll be nice. I will say this last thought on golf to not have to wait till like 4 p.m. for golf to start. You know, that was well timed when it was convenient, but it yeah. is going to be so much more convenient. Yes. This week. Like at a normal time. On a normal hour. And like one of the benefits is like you're working on a Thursday, Friday, and you can kind of keep up with golf. Like yeah. it gives you something to kind of like distract. Yeah. Not distract, but like but yeah. I can kind of keep up with golf while I'm working, get me through the day. Like a podcast, for example. Once I've listened to this like six times in a row. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, man, I need to switch something it up. Something else, yeah. I can flip on some golf. But not when they're in Hawaii. It doesn't no. start to like 5 p.m. No. And it's going to be great once football season ends, but... It is nice to have that golf throughout the day rather than at night when you're not really in the mood to watch golf. When it feels it wrong. Makes sense. It it's does. dark outside. It's dark outside. You don't want to be outside. Yeah, it feels right to watch football, but it feels wrong to watch golf at yeah, night. So I, I agree. I think that this is a good change for us, and I'm excited. Moving on, away from golf, back to football. Not a ton of big news. We we got a text that that was, that was a little distracted by reading here, and I did look it up a little bit, so... Adam and Steven had had mentioned an ESPN article that says Cowboys are not making a head coaching change and Mike McCarthy is returning for the 2024 season. Hell yeah. What is in the news is that Mike McCarthy has planned to meet with Jerry Jones this week and it is expected that he will be keeping his job. Not for sure. Schefter don't miss. Schefter usually does not miss. He does not miss. Um, so I'm expecting that this news is correct and we will be keeping Mike McCarthy for at least another year, which is fantastic news. Uh, exactly what I wanted to hear. So not only... Did you have your nightmare scenario yeah. of getting blown out yeah. by Green Bay? Yeah. The the benefit was you get to have Keep, that rebuild. You yeah. want new coach. Another year. Now you have him again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I we, we, we talked about it last week. I was saying I, I think I would have been happy losing this game had we lost Mike McCarthy. And even after the game was over, I was like, hey, silver lining, we're probably going to get a new coach. I don't care who it is. Anybody. Pick anybody else except for Mike McCarthy. Pretty sure you referenced a homeless man. I did reference a homeless man. Steven asked if <laughs> <laughs> who we would take, basically. And I said that there was a homeless man that sits at the corner near my house, and I would pick him up off of the street instead of Mike McCarthy. Roman, I put him in the star. behind that. Um, I, I think the biggest problem is really Jerry Jones at, at the end of the day. But yeah. That one is a little bit less likely to change. So yeah, I asked my coworker about it, and he was kind of like, 
he seemed kind of, he's like a, um, a former Cowboys fan is the way he would describe it. Like he's kind of just, he gave up on the Cowboys years, yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. And he's like, An I still like Cowboys to watch the Cowboys, fan. but like I'm not as bought in on him anymore. So it doesn't hurt as bad basically. Yeah. And we were talking about it just a little bit like changes or whatever. His biggest thing was like, he wants to move on from Dak. Okay. Because he's like, I think we're just, we just need a rookie quarterback so that we can sign like CD and Micah and keep some of these other pieces around that you're going to have to resign the next few years. And one thing or the other, and I was like, I don't think Dak or Mike McCarthy are that much of your issue as much as it's just Jerry Jones because you've always, you've had the same perennial stink it up in the playoffs for 30 years and neither Dak nor Mike McCarthy have been around for all of that. Right. And he was like, what am I going to do about that? Assassinate him. And I was like, um, Wow. No, because then it would be passed on to his son. So yeah, that's a wild decision. I don't think you could do that. <laughs> but crazy that that's like a it's where Cowboys fans might be at at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think if I had to to pin one person on the biggest problem, it would be Jerry Jones. But I mean, think about it. You get a new owner. What do you think he's going to do? He's going to actually hire a GM. He's going to probably get a new head coach, and he's going to consider getting a new quarterback. And I don't think Dak is necessarily the problem, but a system as a whole needs to change. And I think that starts at the head with Jerry Jones. If Jerry Jones could just admit that he needs to take a step back and hire a GM, I think we'd be fine, but he's not going to do that. So guess what? We keep Mike McCarthy. We get to run it back another season. I can't wait. It's going to be fun to watch. I'm sad that we have to play each other because we'll probably lose because we're going to stink and because it's a regular season and, you guys are really good in the regular season exclusively, but I think it'll be fun. At least one thing to look forward to Steelers Cowboys get to play next year. And theoretically we might, we might both suck. We might both suck. We might have Justin Fields and we might beat your ass. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. Or you keep Kenny Pickett and it's We're probably going to keep Kenny Pickett, <laughs> but I think Fields is my most realistic target at the moment. How about Kirk Cousins? No, my most realistic target <laughs> is Justin Fields. <laughs> I don't what's wrong with Kirko Chains, man. He's a good good quarterback. He is as expensive as Dak, yet more mediocre than Dak, and older, and more injury prone somehow, even though Dak is very injury prone. Yeah. Kirk well, is like the worst of everything. I'm rooting for Kirko Chains to the Steelers. I like I'll take I Justin Fields. I'll take Justin Fields. I All guess. right. I don't know. No other big football news. There was news that broke that Jason Kelsey, after the Eagles game, had reported to all of his teammates that he was retiring. Yep. He went on the Pat McAfee show and said, I have not made my decision yet, um, but I did notify all my teammates that I was going to consider retiring after this season. He's like 40, so yeah, he probably old. should. I was, uh, And the Eagles are worse than... Than last year. Yeah, and I, I think McKenna was watching the Eagles, and she was like, but he looks young. He still looks like he could move around. Like, yeah, he's still a fantastic player. Yeah. But he's made enough money to be happy for three lifetimes, and he could take time off and be with his family and be happy. And you know what? He could always borrow one of Travis's Super Bowl rings. That is very true. Because he's got two. <laughs> yeah. You just give him one. Yeah, yeah. It, it must hurt to be that brother, but... But also your you know. millionaires that play a game for a living. Yeah, but the comparison's still there. But they play different positions. They've played for different teams. Yeah. And they're both elite at their positions. Yes. I think it's fine. You just move on. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's easy to say that from our end of things, but I think he probably does compare himself a little bit. It's sad, but I would, I would trade with any of those guys in our beat. So. I think you have to think about the longevity of like your quality of life, though. Yeah, no, that's what I that's what I was telling her. Like you you can leave, you can be happy, you don't have to get injured anymore and you're going to have time with your family. Like unlimited. And yeah. like he does his podcast, he has plenty of other revenue sources. Yeah. And like a lot of times offensive linemen slim down, they get a lot healthier yeah. as soon as they retire, a ton like healthier oftentimes. It would probably be good for him. Yeah. I think he should retire. Um I like the guy, he plays fantastic, he could still play fantastically, but hey, if I were him, I'd probably be leaving too. Hey, if if you don't feel like retiring, get out of that shithole Philly and come west. <laughs> come west uh and a, a, a little bit south. Yeah, a little bit south and like, mostly just like west. the entirety of the country south. To nope, Dallas. Just west PA. <laughs> we could use a center, We too. need a center, too. 
sadly, he's not going to be coming to either of our teams, and he's probably not going to be playing anymore. But hey, congratulations to him on a good good career if the if he does choose that route. Yes. Um, usually we go into game recaps here. We've briefly mentioned them. There were a lot of blowouts. A lot of blowouts. There was one solitary close game. There was like four and a half blowouts. Yeah. Because the Steelers game was not close, but technically it was a one-score game halfway through the fourth quarter. So it was like a half a blowout. It was like a you guys had no shot, and then it was like, oh, you may have... Oh, we have, no, we might have a chance. Have, oh, and then it's like, oh, yeah, no, no, no we don't. Yeah, I would call that one like three quarters of a blowout, but yeah. Yeah, but it was like, I would say like, yeah, okay, four, whatever you want to call it, it's not yeah. five blowouts. Yeah. It's like slightly less than five blowouts. Yeah. And then the Rams and Lions game was a one-point game, which was very close. So fantastic to watch. Yes. I thought the Rams were going to win it at the end there, which was pretty cool. Um, okay, Browns got blown out by the Texans. Absolutely embarrassed. I would say you just said so fantastic to watch. I would argue that that was also so fantastic to watch. I love Joe Flacco throwing pick sixes. I loved watching my Super Bowl contending (laughs) Houston Texans. I don't know about that. Whoop them. I'm going to stand behind that the Texans are still not Super Bowl contenders. And I loved watching those same old brownies do same old brownie things. Yeah. I do feel bad for my sister, you know? It's, uh, yeah, her season's nice. over, too. Morgan's she, way too nice to be a Browns fan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She needs to pick a new team. Maybe um, next year. Maybe next year she'll she'll have a better, nicer team than the Browns. But for now, she's a Browns fan, and yeah. they just got embarrassed. So she can feel just like us Cowboys fans and uh, probably a little bit better than the Steelers fans there. Or a little bit worse than the Steelers fans, I'm saying. I'm saying, like, Cowboys fans feel really bad. Maybe Browns fans feel a little bit better, and then Steelers fans probably feel a little bit better than that. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, if you're a Browns fan, like, you were lucky to be there with Joe Flacco. Like, your season ended... Your season Uh, ended... Before it began. And it ended, and, like, you had... Season-ending injury after season-ending injury. Was Chubb the first week Chubb, of the season? Chubb was like the... It was, either it was against the Steelers, so whatever it was, maybe week one, maybe week two. It, it was early. I don't remember the exact season. Chubb goes down. Then you have Deshaun Watson go down. Yeah, it's week two. Like, your season... You had Dorian Thompson-Robinson as your starter. You had P.J. Walker First as your multiple starter. multiple games like, each. Their season had been over. Yeah. They're lucky that they made it. Flacco played great, but he turned into a pumpkin. He... He, we knew he would. Yeah. He did. Turned turned into a pumpkin in a real way. He mm-hmm. he threw the most pick sixes in a playoff game ever. And Dak threw two, one, <laughs> one that counted. And you know what? The second one, the <laughs> other one, was kind of garbage in the first place. You're sitting here watching, and you're like, "That how is that not a pi?" Like he was all over him. Yeah, on that pick. yeah. It, I will it, say that fine. one was bad. It's but. not that that would have changed the game, but that oh, one was, that's that right. Was bad. I uh, yes, he threw one. I'm sorry, he threw two that got returned, one that was down. Yeah, one that was down to the ten, but one that was honestly, the worst, one of the worst picks I've seen. Yeah, everybody in the stadium knew that was a pick oh, six. Oh god, yeah, that's when it one came was out of his hand. Horrible before like, it got there. I don't know what he was doing. We we got embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed, and Dak looked like he was a high school kid playing professional sports. Like, what is he doing out there on the field? You yes. know, garbage. Our defense played like garbage. Oh, back to Flacco. Yeah. Yes. Um, essentially, was it actually back-to-back? It was back-to-back drives, and it was bang-bang. Like, it was like one minute of game time that he threw two pick-sixes. Flacco Oh, did. Flacco, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't was, know if it was back-to-back plays, but it was basically like pick-six, maybe next play, maybe the play after that, pick-six. And the one that I thought was funny was when he was kind of getting wrapped up, and he's just obviously trying to throw the ball away. And he kind of just like wrist flicks it. And I think like he was so confident that he had the arm strength to (laughs) sail that thing five yards out of bounds. And instead it's five yards inbounds. And the DB just catches it like a punt and returns it 70 yards for a touchdown. Like, yeah, that's a tough scene. It was something that prime Joe Flacco probably would have done. And he does not realize that he's no longer someone with that arm talent. Well, that was the, the thing that he was so successful with the Browns was he came in and he wasn't like a rookie making dumb mistakes. Yeah. Like he was super consistent. He was getting the ball to the playmakers of Njoku and uh, what's his face? Um, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. He's getting his ball, to, getting the ball to his playmakers, not throwing the ball away all the time. Yeah, and they're winning games. Yeah. The defense was playing great. Yeah. And then the defense throws up all over itself out there. Our, our, Defensive MVP of the league, Miles Garrett. I'm saying that sarcastically because he's butts. 
sucked. A great player in that game. Yes, and, he did suck. And then Flacco throws a zillion picks. He gives up yeah. 14 points on his own in two throws, and yeah, that I, thing's over. Yeah, no, I mean it definitely was. And and to your point too, you, you're right. He didn't get the ball to his playmakers. The last time that they played the Texans was when Amari Cooper had 265 yards of offense. So, I mean, compared to that week, the playoffs like. He was nowhere to be found. So yeah. that was sad. The Dolphins were the Dolphins. We're moving to that one? Yeah. I just wanted to say okay. the Super Bowl contending Houston Texans. Yeah, I already, you still, already mentioned it. You still yeah. were you were still not cool with that statement. I am still not cool with that statement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you think that they're still going to contend for the Super Bowl? I think they're going to be competitive again this week. Again this week against the Ravens? If they win, if they win this week... They're absolutely Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, but then... And if it's even competitive, they're absolutely they're Super Bowl contenders. they're going to have to go play either the Bills or the Chiefs. Okay. <laughs> no. If they win this week against the Ravens, I will concede that statement. Okay. What if it's close? Nope. Really? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, we can move on. We can move on. Chiefs game. Chiefs game. This game uh, sucked. It, it was just absolutely awful. This one wasn't fun to watch. Poor weather. Weather no good sucked. plays. Dolphins sucked. Dolphins were terrible. Dolphins were exactly what we thought they were. Yeah. Pathetic. Pathetic. Good team against bad teams. Pathetic in the cold. Tua looked like he was cold and wanted to go home the entire game. The Dolphins' defense looked like they were cold and wanted to go home the entire game. And honestly, the Chiefs' offense didn't look like they wanted to be there either. They just looked like they wanted a little bit more than the Dolphins. Yeah, It was was like a sloppy game because of the weather that the Chiefs kind of just blew them out, but it was like a blowout in the sense that like Dolphins got nothing going. Chiefs got just enough going. Uh, The only highlight that I think matters in that game, and there, there was like several fans that were had to be treated for like hypothermia. Yeah. Um yeah. because they were shirtless. Idiots. Because uh, at least one of them was a Dolphins <laughs> fan. Like what I are think you it doing? was because Tyreek Hill made the comment like you got to go out without the sleeves on. It's a mindset. That, yeah. Yes, he said mindset. it was a mindset. Yeah. Okay, um, but he also gets to wear condition. Yeah, he also gets to wear those like um scuba suits and they have like the heated helmet things and they have like the fans in the stands are just on their ninth Jack and Coke of the day and they don't realize that their nipples are freezing off. (laughs) Did you see the beers too? The beers were all frozen over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was... It was like 20 below. One of the coldest NFL games ever played and guys were idiots. So don't take your shirt off in negative... 30 degree wind chill. I think it was like minus 10, but I think the wind chill was like minus 27. 27, Yeah. 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 What are we doing? Don't do that. Anyway, Chiefs win. Chiefs win 26 to 7. Good for them. Packers, Cowboys. Whooping. (laughs) Whooping. 48 to 32. That was embarrassing. We already mentioned briefly, but yes. uh, Dak was terrible. Uh, The defense was terrible. Dak still stat padded for like 450 yards or something. Yeah, I think it was 403 um, and three touchdowns. I mean, yeah, you look at it, 41 for 60, 403 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. When the game was over, he had like 200 yards and like two interceptions, which was the more relevant part. Like when the game was over. I think the more relevant one was Throughout the entire first quarter, he had zero yards of (laughs) a forward pass. So, um, well, CD dropped that one, but I would say it was more on Dak the drop. It was a bad game. I mean, yeah, sure, but CD catches those all year, and then afterwards, CD just looked like a pissed off middle schooler. He did look a little mad. I, I liked the one where Dak missed him on that like seven yard out route. Yeah. Like Dak threw it up and behind. But oh yeah. CD probably should have caught should've it. Should have caught that. But it was a bad pass. Yeah, outside shoulder. Yeah. And like CD basically just like like looks at Dak like, what the hell was that? Like yeah. what was that? Yeah. Dude, but I'm right here. Throw it to me. It was like, what was that? In the middle of the slow-mo replay though. You could see it slip through his <laughs> like, hands and immediately, and he immediately goes, he to, goes the, to like what? a what was that? <laughs> what are you doing? Um man. Everyone was frustrated that game and Jordan Love, dude, you were saying it as we're watching that game. I hate how good Jordan Love looked that game. He looked good. I will say all his receivers were wide open. Wide open. So maybe he wasn't that good. The defense was abysmal. Anytime you blitzed, a receiver was wide open. So it didn't matter if he had to throw it under pressure and was short or behind the guy. Like Receivers were standing alone. And not even like for a good reason. It was like Stefan Gilmore's covering them, and then he just keeps running yeah. and not turning around as the guy runs a little out route there. And it's like, oh, I have 20 yards of space now. Yeah, was that Dobbs on that route where Dobbs <sighs> basically just does a head fake in and Gilmore is just following an in route 
Yeah. And Dobbs is standing alone. It was either Dobbs or Musgrave. Musgrave. It might have been the Musgrave touchdown. Either way. Yeah. Whatever it was, when you're a cornerback and you can't cover a tight end, that's pretty embarrassing. When you get, yeah, it, it was it was all around bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was exactly what we said all year. You guys can't play against good teams. You didn't play well against a good team. I don't even know that that was necessarily the reason. We just sucked. Like, it was the playoffs. We yeah. would have played the Panthers that way. Like We would have yeah. lost to the Carolina Panthers had we put that out there on the field. I think you're looking forward to next week. I think it was a trap game. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, I guarantee you 50% of those guys went out there and just said, we're like, going to win this the game. the Packers, we're going to win. We're yeah. playing at home. We win all the time at home. And that was probably C.D. Lamb. He got dumpstered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, on to next year. And hey, maybe a lesson for those guys that you can't just do that for any team, including the Green Bay Packers, who are going to get blown out this week. And hey, congrats to the Green Bay Packers. First seven seed to first ever win. First seven seed to ever win. Only like the fourth seven seed to play. They've only had three years of seven seeds, yeah. so fourth year of it. So it's anyway. Fifth, and then, right, and then you would have been the sixth. Well, but they've yeah. had six previous, they were 0-6 at that point. Yeah. That was the seventh game. So yeah. three seasons of two sevens, yeah. whatever. Fourth yeah. year, whatever, you get it. First yeah. seven seed to win. First two seed to lose in the wild card. Yeah. Um, but that's because two seeds used to get buys. Yeah. Uh, so those two stats go would've hand been in nice. hand. Would have been great. Um, I would have taken a buy any day. Hey, uh, cheers to an incredible regular season. Yep. Um, on to next season for uh, you guys. Next year's the year, as the Cowboys fan statement goes, that's going to be our year. Next it's year. It's mantra. always next year. It's a mantra. Yeah, it is point. always next year. Rams-Lions played. That was Fun a fantastic one. game. Yep. Uh, Puka Nakua went off again, 181 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the Lions actually played well against them. They They started off. Actually, the first half was really well, and the second half kind of fizzled out. Yeah. We were watching it, and do you remember our over-under? Uh, I do. I do. I, I wanted to text you on it, but it was one of those, like, you, I knew you already knew, so I was like, yeah. I don't even need to text you yeah. about it. We're watching that game, and it felt like neither defense showed up at all. Yeah. It was just, like, offense out of the gates. Uh, and then you said something to the effect of, like, oh, I think it'll be, like, 49 total. Well, you said, do you think that this game will oh, have more yeah. points scored than the, than the Cowboys game? And I said, absolutely not. And you, I said, what's the over-under? And you said 60. And I said, nope, I'm giving you 49 and a half. And I said, oh, give me, uh, that's going to crush over. Yep. Uh, at that point, I think we were already at like 20-something points, and it was like near the end of the first quarter. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, it's going to crush. And yep. I finished at 47? 47, yeah. sir. So I was wrong. I uh, right. I should be a casino. I would have made a ton of money that night. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> it, on people live betting, you're over yeah. at forty nine and a half. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you would have crushed. <laughs> I know. Um, but hey, Lions move on. First playoff win in Detroit in many many years. Thirty two years, something like 33? that. Something like that. And Matthew Stafford gets booed off the field and is a class act and said he's happy for the guys afterwards. So. He said he's happy for the guys, which was a direct shot at Detroit. Because <laughs> they asked him about the fans, like, how do you feel about the city winning? And he said, I'm happy for the guys. Yeah, well, when you get booed off and your family and your kids get booed off, that's that pretty embarrassing. a little bit dramatized. She's sitting in a suite. It's still. It's... It's still not very not classy. Amongst the common people. Not very classy for a guy that played for your team for nearly 20 years and couldn't even bring you a playoff victory but was a fantastic quarterback, comes back, and that's the that's what you show him. That's the love. Um, yeah, that oh is well. kind of – but it is a playoff environment. It's Can not a regular season game. Can you imagine if Big Ben came back to play for the Bills and then came back and played in Pittsburgh and you guys won just in, barely? In the playoffs? Would you, yeah, would you boo him out of the stadium? I don't like, know. Like, you suck, loser. I don't know. Maybe not. Probably Maybe not. not me, but I feel like a bunch of drunk fans that just want a playoff game would. Maybe. Yeah. Well, Steelers Bills also played. Yeah, they did the next day then. They did the next day. Um, not was, in a blizzard, unfortunately. Yeah. That was like a weird game because it was an absolute blowout. And then you guys started like putting something together for like half a quarter, maybe a quarter. And then it was like, whoop. Back to it. Yeah, we looked horrible out of the gate. Uh, we looked exactly, okay, I'll put it this way. We looked exactly how I expected us to look, which was yep. spineless on defense yep. and zero offense out of the gate. Um, 
put together a great drive that Mason Rudolph throws a pick on the three, yeah. which was an absolute water balloon that Terrible. he threw. I don't but know why. I'll say that's on the play caller. What are we throwing the ball from the three-yard line? We were able to run all over them okay. up to that drive, on that drive. Yes, yes. But also, what was that pass? It was a... T- the I'm not- interception was on Mason Rudolph. The play call was bad. Play call was bad. Execution was bad. Everything about the play was bad. That felt that would have made it fourteen to seven, and instead the Bills go down and score and make it twenty one to seven or yep. twenty one to nothing. Yep. Like that was a big decision, I guess, in that moment. We did get back into the game, um, and then late, I will say, um, we did not deserve to win. So I want to to asterisk: we did not deserve to win. I am not saying we should have won. I am not making excuses, but holy NFL officiating down the stretch of that game, did they not want... They wanted to make sure it was Bill's Chiefs this weekend. I don't know. There were, like, a couple of calls that were, like, questionable, but I don't think... There were, like, four in, like, five minutes. But that one drive was all NFL officials. I don't know that it would have made a big difference had they not gotten all those calls, you know? And maybe not. That's what I'm saying. I am not trying to make the argument we should have won. I'm just saying... The drive was made significantly easier, the dagger drive that puts them up two scores, by some buffoonery by NFL officiating. Also, watching back the Josh Allen 52-yard touchdown run, I missed it live. He kind of pulls a a fake slide. Nah. It's definitely a fake slide. Nah, he stopped a little bit. He clearly goes to kind of start to do a fake slide. The DB clearly pulls up because he doesn't want to get 15 yards, and then Josh Allen, seeing the DB pull up, then runs by him. Uh, that scores. was no Kenny Pickett fake slide. That it was. was not as egregious, but watching a replay, I was like, oh, I didn't see that live. That feels uh, like a fake slide. And then later, right there. later in the game, he does slide incredibly late, by the way. After the defender has already literally left his feet, he starts his slide. And gets a 15-yard penalty. I don't What's agree. the guy supposed to do? He gives up a touchdown. I don't agree with the rules, but that was an appropriate penalty on that one. I think one. it was. Both both of those plays are bunk. And then the one where he threw it out of bounds, 500 yards out of bounds, and then they throw a flag for P.I. Because, yeah, the, defend, the defender is holding the guy. But yeah, I mean, way he after, the guy. The ball's in the air. Yeah. When he starts to grab the guy and it lands over the bench. Yeah, that one was that they one was throw farther. the flag. Yeah. And then they're like, oh wait, we can't throw a flag on that because it's not catchable. We're gonna call holding, which oh by the way, isn't a penalty once the ball's in the air. Yeah. It doesn't exist as a penalty in the rule book. Yeah. No, doesn't. I I don't agree with that one. But then they were still driving on that drive, and I think it was like first down. So like does it really make that big of a difference? And Five yards? I don't know. There was definitely one after that where we had several players getting mugged that they didn't throw a holding. But what whatever. Whatever. I, I'm not here. I'm just saying it definitely felt like at the end of that game, the officials even were like, We're making sure like this got too close. We are making sure the Bills get into sure. next week. Sure. As an as an Maybe slightly biased opinion, but a, a little bit less unbiased. It wasn't as egregious as all y'all Steelers, Yinzers think it was. Sure. But there was definitely a couple of calls that were like, that was bad. That was pretty bad. Also, are you, is there any penalty for fans throwing snowballs at players during you know, a live play? I would assume so. I'm pretty sure that there is because that. That pass to, was it Pickens in it was the back? To Pickens. Now, he didn't yeah. get hit with the snowball, yeah. but like there were close. multiple snowballs flying yeah. in at him. There were a lot, yeah. It's like, <laughs> is it, like, I don't think it affected him on the play, so I'm not trying to say it would have, but like, imagine if it like hits him in the ear hole yeah. and he drops the ball. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's a penalty. There? I think there's a penalty. It's like fan interference or something like that. Okay. So I think that was a but real thing. That rule didn't exist in that game, I guess. I guess not. Maybe they never it wasn't, determined it was like it wasn't egregious in, enough. Yeah, maybe it wasn't interfering with it. It was enough. every time we were like about to score, they're throwing snowballs. <laughs> there was a lot of snowballs coming on the field. It, it doesn't. We didn't deserve to win. Yeah. We didn't play well enough to win. I'm happy the season's over because we would have just lost this week anyways. Like yeah. it's just just get it over with. And now you did well enough to keep Mike Tomlin, to keep Kenny Pickett, to keep Mason Rudolph potentially, and to have another year just like this. I mean, to me. Tomlin did enough down the stretch to to keep his job by firing Canada. It's the quarterback room that I really, really, really want to see improved. The upon. unfortunate thing is it doesn't seem like they will because now Mason Rudolph had a few games where it's like, ooh, he's got some flashes. Uh, but I would make and the Kenny argument. And Kenny Pickett didn't get the opportunity to. Yeah, but I think that's just that once we got, once Sullivan got cooking, our, our like replacement OC, yeah. he got cooking, I think, it was less Mason Rudolph, more that the OC started putting in his yes. game plan. 
So I would like a real quarterback in there to see what I, they can really do. And I would like a new head coach. Well, you don't get that. <laughs> and I don't think you're going to get a new quarterback. I, I just don't see it happening because I think that the mentality is we already have a great guy on a cheap contract. I feel like if you looked at the 14 teams that made the playoffs, we were so abysmally behind in the quarterback room. Yeah. That I don't know how a proud Steelers organization can look in the mirror and say like, yeah, we are going to run it back with that group. Maybe they think that the Browns were just as abysmally bad. And they got dumpstered in the first round. They sure did. Like, what are we talking about here? I don't know. Anyway. I, like, <laughs> I agree with you, and I think you need an upgrade in quarterback. I just I feel like sometimes maybe it's not going to get the change. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Go get him. Um, Kirk He's Chains. No, He's the one. No, no, He's no. the one. His contract's up this year, so go get him. Field, they're drafting Caleb Williams. <laughs> they need to get rid of Fields. Eagles, Bucks also played, and this was another blowout. The Bucks just absolutely dumpstered on the Eagles. We Now, I did not expect this to be a blowout. And I think I even picked the Eagles, which was stupid of me. But yeah. we well established that the Miami Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles were down bad. Yeah. And they played down bad. Yeah. Yeah. You you listed both of those teams as one Dumpster of your top fires five down the stretch. Down bads. Yeah. yeah. And they were they showed it. horrible. They showed it. Uh, nine to 32. Uh, Baker Mayfield looked pretty good. He did look good. And the Philadelphia, Philadelphia defense looked really bad. They were just not tackling a single person as bad as the Steelers were tackling against the bills. Mm -hmm. The Philly was like, watch this. Yeah. Don't worry. Us Eastern PA guys got your back. Yeah. We'll do worse. Yeah. And they did. They did. (laughs) It was really bad. There were a lot of missed tackles. They made Tampa look good and Tampa's not good. No, Tampa's probably about to go out there and get absolutely demolished. I don't want to get it twisted. They're not a good football team, (laughs) but they made Philly look good bad yeah. and they they looked really impressive yeah. i don't think they have a chance this weekend not against the lions they already played the season and it was bad they're playing like 20 to 6 in the niners no, no they're playing the lions. no because guess what the packers are the lowest rated team in the playoffs so wow. yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys really screwed that up yeah we you? really did uh the bucks play the lions the packers play the 49ers which we can just kind of get into here so here's the weekend coming um, up Saturday, we have the first game, the Texans at the Ravens. The Ravens are favored by nine. You think that the Ravens may lose? I would like to think the Texans are going to be competitive (laughs) in this game. I just don't see it happening. I think that the Texans have shown a lot of good flashes again. Yeah. But they've had a lot of really bad games that we forget about. Yeah, definitely. I mean... They lost to the Panthers. Okay, yeah, following, yep. They barely beat the Bengals. Yep. Believe with Jake Browning. It was definitely a Browning game. Um, that was when we thought Browning was something. So, but yeah, yeah. Um, they lost to the Jets 30-6. to six. They beat the Titans by three. And then nearly lost to the Colts in the finale of the season. I mean... I could keep going on games that they they were close or almost lost or lost, but this Texan season has been completely variable in what they put out on the field based on what kind of week that they're going to have. Now they could come out in Baltimore and put together a product that's going to be really good, and I think C.J. Stroud is a fantastic quarterback. I just don't see them coming to play with the Ravens, who have a complete team and who can pressure C.J. Stroud unlike the Cleveland Browns did this weekend. Well, I don't see them winning. I'll give you a a counterpoint, and it's just a historical tidbit for you. Yep. The last time the Ravens were the one seed and you got to buy. Yep. Was 2019-2020 season. Also with Lamar. Lamar. They rest him week 18. They win the first seed. Yeah. They don't have to play in the wild card weekend. They run into the Tennessee Titans. With Ryan Tannehill. With Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Who threw seven for 14 for 88 yards in that game. <laughs> Yeesh. And they blew out the Ravens, 28 to 12. Lamar had two picks. Not his best game by any means. It was all Titans late. 
I'm not going to say history repeats itself, but like the last time the Ravens were here, they like overrested and yeah. got caught yeah. by a hot team, which yeah. I would argue Houston is by definition a hot team. Yeah. Since CJ Stroud has returned, because a lot of those yes. weird games were without him. Some of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of, not all, not all of them, but yeah. uh, down the stretch since he's been back, that team's been hot. Sure. Uh, I'm just going to say, I think the line is primarily because people are thinking like, like you, Texans lost some weird games. There's no way they're going to be that good. And the Ravens have dumpstered really good teams. But like Lamar in the playoffs is a thing. Lamar in the playoffs is a thing. It's but a thing. I think that this Ravens team is a little bit more complete than they tend to be. They definitely have more pieces on offense. Right. But like Lamar in the playoffs is a thing. And I think Mark Andrews is expected to be back. He last I saw was hoping to play, but I so, haven't seen an official report yet. If he's back, then you've got a complete wide receiver room with OBJ, Zay Flowers, and Mark Andrews. And then you've got a good rushing game and Lamar at the helm. And then your defense is just elite. I yeah. don't see the Texans going through with this one. Uh, I'm going to stick to my guns. Okay. And I'm going to just pick the Texans. Pick them. But uh, Lamar Jackson in the playoffs is a thing. Okay. All right. Picking the Texans. I yeah. I don't think they got a shot. I just don't. Now, someone who definitely doesn't have a shot this week, absolutely zero shot, Packers at the 49ers. San Fran's also favored by only nine. Yeah. Um, this one is a different... <laughs> different story This here. one's only nine because of how well Green Bay played last week. 100%, yeah. Like, th- this was not coming off of that win. This would be like a 15-point line. You think there's any chance that Green Bay comes in and plays like they did against Dallas and San Fran plays like... Dallas did. Last week was their Super Bowl. Yeah. I'll put it to you that way. Yeah. And they won. Yeah, but they're done. Yeah, I think that was done. it. They I, they put it all in no the shot. line last week. No shot. 49ers are moving on to the NFC Championship game it for is sure. A formality. Yeah. Yeah. They just have to play. Basically, they just got to show up, sign the papers, and leave. Unless like Debo, CMC, <laughs> uh, like the entire he team to put a gets in a car wreck on, on the way to the field, like it's Ooh. it's over yeah for these hoes yeah yeah i think we should assassinate them <laughs> that's, that's probably what's going through their heads no uh, your assassination budget's already used up on jerry jones damn well Sorry. i'll take that one actually <laughs> <laughs> buccaneers at lions playing on sunday detroit's favored by six and a half points i don't see this game being very competitive I, either i think this one could be competitive just because i still don't believe very much in the Lions secondary they showed it early that they don't have much of a defense. They tightened up in that game against the Rams, and the Bucks are not the Rams on offense, but Baker's been cooking a little bit other yeah. than, you know, the, when they played Atlanta and scored nine points. And you, played, you mean the Panthers and scored nine points? Or whatever, you yeah, get it. The last game of the season, which yeah. required them to go in to win. Yeah. So maybe win not cooking two it. weeks in a row, but cooking one week in a row, cooking and they have some pieces. Let's I mean, Mike this. Evans is really good, and Godwin's a yeah. vet that... You know, he's a decent slot receiver at this point. Their last seven games, uh, they are 6-1 and one now. And they keep covering. They I'll do keep covering. Maybe take them to cover. Six and a half points. It's an interesting line. Um, I just don't see a world where they do this two weeks in a row to like a defense that's probably going to be similar to Philly in skill, but I can't imagine another defense missing that many tackles. Oh, the, the Lions defense so is way better than Phillies. At least their defensive line. Their secondary yes. is, is probably yes, the that's same. what I mean. But yeah, there's yeah. there's their their defensive line is much better. They're yes. gonna get pressure on Baker. Yes. Yes. But I was thinking secondary wise, when they get the ball to yeah, the receivers, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine them just running for another seventy yard touchdown because two guys missed arm tackles on you. Like I yeah. just don't see that happening. I don't think that the Buccaneers will stand a chance against the Lions. I mean, I'm rooting for a Lions-Texans Super Bowl, so I am picking the Lions for sure, but I just I feel like this one could be a competitive game again. Yes, when they played, it was 20-6. to six. Now, did you see there was a funny interview uh, of Todd Bowles, the yeah. Buccaneers head oh. coach, after the game, or actually in a, in a presser, just that they were talking about this upcoming game against the Lions, one of the reporters basically asked, hey, how are you going to prepare your team to play in frigid Detroit temperatures and kind of put up with it if it does happen this weekend? Yep. And he just says, 
you know we play indoors, right? It's a covered stadium. <laughs> He's like, I'm I'm not thinking about that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not um, worried about the weather. I'm going to make sure the guys are wearing a jacket when they get off the bus so that they don't catch a cold right. walking into the dome. Right. Yeah, so they don't get hospitalized for hypothermia like those idiots at the Chiefs game. I Sometimes it makes me wonder, like, how people in media become people in media. Yeah, you would think that that's something to be aware of, of like, hey, I'm going to ask about weather conditions. I wonder if this is a stadium or an open field. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, why would you think about that? Yeah. You don't. You just ask the question. You go viral. Maybe this lady's going to get famous. Uh, any publicity is good publicity. Maybe... Maybe the reporter like covers weather or covers a different she's sport. She's a meteorologist. Yes, yeah. maybe she's a meteorologist. Maybe she is normally the person who writes the um, oh, not eulogies. The um, eulogies. The uh, the <laughs> what? When people die. When people die. Yeah. Is that a eulogy? Yeah. No. She writes a eul- <laughs> she writes Maybe eulogies. she's she's that person. Oh, maybe man. she was just filling in for the sports guy. Oh, okay. And obituaries. Obituaries, there you go. Maybe she's the obit writer and she was filling in for the sports guy and he was just like, I don't know, ask him about the weather. And she did. And yep. and this is this is what happened. You made a fool of yourself. It was a really stupid question. And Todd Bowles question. has zero personality and he's no. basically just like uh, we play indoors. Yeah. No, I'm not thinking about that. Idiot. <laughs> you could tell he was actually awkward and trying to be nice about it. Yeah. And he felt mean when he said we play indoors. And he was like, uh, no, 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 yeah. not thinking about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chiefs Bills are playing this weekend. And finally, we get to a game that I think is a good game and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, that's why they mailed it in. That's why the NFL said we need this game. Yeah, Rematch. This I is know. like the fourth time we're going to put this rematch Nobody out there wants for the to Chiefs watch to the win again. To continue to play. God, it's a, it's a rematch of the Chiefs and Bills again. I wonder what will happen. Probably the same exact thing that's happened every single time these teams play. You mean the Chiefs winning? I don't think the Chiefs will win this week, but it does feel like they keep pushing this rematch thing when it's not really a rematch when the same team wins every single time. Yeah. I do think the stronger team is the Bills. And I feel like that's happened several times when these two teams have played. several times. So you know what? To be different from you, I'll pick the Chiefs this weekend. But I, I think this one's actually going to be a fun one to watch. Buffalo's favored by three. They are at home. It could be another massacre if the weather is bad, but I don't think the weather is supposed to be nearly as bad this weekend as it was last weekend. Um, but this one's going to be a fun one to watch. It's at 5.30, so that's a weird Sunday time, but it is at 5.30. Yeah. And it might be better than the 7.15s where we don't finish the game until 10.30-ish. So. You know who the real winner of that game is? Us. No. Yeah. Well, yes, <laughs> us as fans. Yes, that was what I was going to say. Uh, no. Jason Kelsey watching his brother lose? No. I, I was going to say um, the Houston Texans because those two teams are going to probably beat each other up. Oh. And they're going to be very worse for wear for that AFC championship game. You know what? If the Even if the Houston Texans make the Super Bowl, are they still Super Bowl contenders? Because they're going to have to probably play the 49ers. <laughs> So, they're in the Super Bowl. They can't contend for it, though. They are there for there's, Super Bowl There's contenders. no contention if it's a loss. The Texans win the Super Bowl. You're going to be, be a genius. crowned. Crowned. I called that in like week 10. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty early. It was pretty early. Here I'll give are. you that one. Here we are, yeah. Also, one other thing. I I meant I, I had it, and then you when you were talking about it, I was like, oh, that reminds me I wanted to say something about it, and then I forgot and we moved on. Puka. Yeah. He's getting a lot of chatter about the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. CJ Stroud, anybody? Hello? Yeah. I mean, Puka's had a great year, but like. I think the argument to be made for Puka is that he played all the games and CJ Stroud missed a decent amount of them. I don't know. I think either one of those could work. And I think CJ Stroud has proved it. If, if I had to vote, I would, I would vote for CJ Stroud because he, he also proved himself in the playoffs and they're still playing, but you're not supposed to take the postseason into account. So. No, but he's quite literally the reason the team's there. And yeah. I would say Puka is a big reason why they're there, but like he's not the yeah. only reason. And I would say CJ yeah. took a team that's nobody and made them somebody. Counterpoint, take out Cooper Cup from the Lions, or sorry, the Rams wide receiver room. Beginning of the season, you would have said, this is one of the worst in all of football. Tutu Atwell and... Austin Trammell. Austin Trammell. Stud. Um, 
and uh, Demarcus Robinson, and I mean, who else is even there? Uh, Snoronic. Yeah, Skoronic. Skoronic, yeah. the Cooper Cup lookalike. Um, he's a stunt double. Um, Austin Trammell. Austin Trammell. Just ask yourself, is, Tyler that a, Higby. is that a good wide receiver room? That's tight end. I mean, I just mean, the wide receivers. No. You just put Mark Andrews in, in the wide receiver room. <laughs> uh, receiver room versus wide receiver room. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, I know. So Puka he, was great. I just think great. that there's like way too much. Puka is the only one that I hear anything yeah. about offensive rookie of the year. And it's like, CJ Stroud exists. And I think that there's an argument to be made both sides. And I, I agree with you. Cause I think if I had to vote, I would vote for CJ Stroud, but I do understand either way. Now comeback player of the year, DeMar Hamlin. I'm also kind of on that fence about like, I don't know why he's getting it. I do understand. Who would you argument. pick at this point? That's not him. Cause I know Flacco got kicked around. Flacco. But yeah. He sucks. He does suck now, but you can't take the postseason into account. What oh, a fantastic comeback player of the year that is. What about... Um, who else was it? There was someone Aaron Rodgers, he got activated. No. Yep. I forgot. There was someone else I was thinking. Oh, well. Russ. 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 Russ was a good one. Russ was cooking. He was cooking uh, He got benched while. because he's getting paid too much money. Uh, ooh, does that qualify Raheem him for uh, comeback player of the year next year? So if Russ gets benched because they don't want to pay him so much money, yeah, and then next year he plays great for his new team, yeah. Comeback player of the year? Could be. It could be. That award's so stupid. <laughs> you don't like that one? What even is that award? Um, yeah. It's kind of hurtful. It's like most improved player, most improved Most improved, but what's the metric? It's usually somebody that was horrible or yeah. was hurt the year before yeah. that just plays slightly better the next year. Yeah. What is that award? <laughs> It's a feel-good award. It's like a participation trophy, you know? Dumb. Winner for everybody. No, I... I, Whatever. I think it's a dumb award. Oh, well. Um, It's going to be another good week. We will uh, come back and talk about the conference championships, probably minus the Texans. Hey, it's going to be a Lions-Texans Super Bowl. Lions-Texans Super Bowl. Then I don't know who I'm going to root for because I like both of them. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week when that doesn't happen. (laughs) Bye.